0: Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies. So y'all, I am truly, truly, truly sorry about not having an episode up last week. I hope that y'all missed me because I certainly missed y'all. The last few weeks or the last month rather has been a wind whirl after the car accident but I am really really excited about the month of August so happy August to everyone as the summer is slowly winding down. Um, For the month of August I will be not on social media i am and will be rather scheduling my social media content through a platform that allows me to schedule my my um social media posting so it may look like i'm quote unquote on but i won't really be on like rolling through my news feed it's time for me to really pull away a bit from social media as it can be very draining and my cup is extremely empty right now it's very very low so i have to use this time to refill my cup but i believe i I will be able to see your DMs from the platform where I manage my social media, if I'm not mistaken. So, I believe so. But... The best way to get me, you can always send me an email at kia at firefliesunite.com or you can send me an email at podcast at firefliesunite.com. Either one of those, you can get me. I am really excited about today's episode in just the month of August because they will be all solo episodes. So I hope that y'all rock with me. You're not going to have any guests for the month of August. We will not have any guests until the month of September, but I'm really working on getting you all quality content. And most importantly, I want to make sure that you guys are hearing from me and me being honest about the things that I currently struggle with or I have struggled with. This podcast is all about me being authentic and sharing my truth and giving others the opportunity to share their truth. So today, we're actually going to talk about trust and triggers. So I this was something I've been wanting to talk about for maybe two months now, but I wasn't really sure how I was going to talk about it. So I do have, of course, my notes here because I do want to make sure that I talk about everything And we'll be pulling in some resources for you all and references. So, you know, just because I'm talking about it, I always want to be able to point you in the right direction. And so, but anyway, let me stop yapping up at at the mouth. And today, again, we're going to talk about trust and triggers. And I really wanted to talk about this because it's something that I am currently struggling with. And that I have done a lot of work on in therapy, um, but I'm still doing the work. And so, one thing that I learned about myself in therapy is that I gave away trust way too fast. I thought that because I did something, it would automatically be given in return, but in some cases, it was not. And that often left me feeling, you know, disappointed. Yet, I would continue to give my trust away to people who did not deserve it. People who did nothing to earn my trust. Is that something that any one of you have struggled with or struggling with it now? And we're even going to just dive in a little bit deeper about trust because... So many people think trust is like, oh, I trust you not to tell my secret. No, that's just one part of trust. And so for me, I have, I'm just currently in this space right now where I'm learning to um, compartmentalize people in my life and not realizing that not everybody has is in the quote unquote same category. I'm also, you know, I'm just evaluating or reevaluating relationships in my life because right now I'm in a transition and what I have found is that while I'm in my transition, um and if anyone who is new listening to the podcast, I'll give you a brief backstory because a lot of people who listen to the podcast, they already know about this. But last year in October, I moved out of my apartment and I lost my job. And so I wound up moving in with a friend to really help me in my recovery process because I started to have a relapse. Um, My suicidal thoughts started coming back. The depression got really, really bad. The anxiety got extremely bad and I really needed some support. And so I moved in with a friend to really help me in my recovery process. And so it has, this time of transition has truly taught me who the people I can rely on and those I can't rely on. Those people who have truly shown me with their actions that they can be trusted you know for me it's really important for me that I don't have surface level relationships in my life for the sake of just knowing people and saying like I know all of these people one of the things I want to ask you all is who are the people in your life that you can call on when life gets rough or when you're experiencing rough patches in your life you know who are the people that have shown you that with their actions you know like like for instance, even when you're dating someone, let's think about trust in this instance. When you first start dating someone, and the person say they're gonna call you back, do they call you back when they say they're gonna call you back? Or they say y'all gonna go out on a date and they'll pick you up at this time. Um, do they often cancel a lot, or if you know, they find some excuses as to why they can't do anything, or why they can't do something, or why they missed it, why they missed the date? Like those little things, for me, trust is people doing little things over time um, that shows that they can be trusted. It's not a matter of just simply, oh, I'm trusting you to not tell my biggest, darkest secret, but do you say you're going to do what you say you're going to do? Are you going to show up for me? You know, and so it should be mutual. You know, relationships are not to be one-sided. Relationships are a two-way street. So, for the most part, for me, I feel like I'm going all over the place, but y'all just follow me. For the most part, I do a pretty good job at maintaining my relationship. And what I mean by that is checking on people. Now, no, this doesn't mean I don't talk to, like, people in my circle every single day, like, via text message or a phone call. Like, life, we're all very busy, and it's hard to talk to people every single day. I don't even think it's possible, you know, because I'm in an age... Now where a lot of my friends are, you know, really getting he- diving into their careers and moving up the ladder in their careers or people are starting business or getting married or starting families or they're moving like it's, you know, a lot of people that are in their late 20s to early 30s are just really diving into you know their adulthood. We're all trying to figure out this thing called adulting. But for one thing that I do a pretty good job at is maintaining relationships in my life. So like I'm the type of person who I can't really go like without years with speaking to people and social media does not count because a lot of times we think that because you're on social media and you may see a close friend or family member pop up on your feed like oh they're doing well but we all know social media is filtered and just because someone looks like they're happy on social media does not mean that they're actually happy and so for me one of the things when in in regards to trust is people putting just as much into a relationship as I'm putting in you know it shouldn't be I like I shouldn't be the only person reaching out saying how how are things going what's going on with you like is there anything you need me to do how can I help you or like it should be a mutual thing um and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it but I do a pretty good job at it and people have always told me like yeah you do a really good job at keeping in contact with people whether it's like my personal or my professional relationships you know and I'm the type of person that When time goes by and I haven't heard from someone and, you know, maybe it's two or three months has passed and and they come across my mind, I'm the type of person who I will stop in the middle of what I'm doing just simply send a text message to that person because they crossed my mind because I do generally want to know if someone's doing well or if they're not doing well you know it does mean a lot for people to check in and so so you may be asking well how does this all play into trust so here's the thing for me people in my circle I have the expectation that they will keep in touch with me too just as just as I do the same for them that is one way that people in my circle earn trust is showing that again that they make an effort to maintain our relationship now if you know if it's just someone who just hits me up from time to time they want to hang out go to happy hour once in a while well I'm not drinking right now so but either way I'll go for the nachos (laughs) but like if they want to go to happy hour just kind of hang out and chill and do like those surface level things, that's fine, that's okay, you know? But for me, I have to then compartmentalize that person and that person would be just an associate. And so for me, one of the things that I used to do is I would lump everybody together. Like I would get cool with someone and I'll start telling them things because I'm the type of person who... Would used to feel comfortable around people you know some people kind of like pull back and they kind of observe and kind of get to know the person but I used to like kind of jump off the deep and be like oh yeah they cool you know well you know me and my youth but um but yeah but it was one of the things that I really had to learn to allow people to show you who they are and for me I really don't want to just have surface level people in my life like I want to have people who I have in my life who I feel a connection to and where the relationship is mutually beneficial. It shouldn't be one person doing all of the work and the other person just constantly taking and the other person constantly giving. Like that's not what a relationship is. And I, it's, you know, we all have, you know, friends in our life where we're in different stages and spaces in our lives. Like you know, sometimes you may have people in certain stages in your life where you talk to them often because maybe y'all work together or you know your kids went to school together. You know, like there are certain stages in your life where you may talk to certain people more often than others. And then there's sometimes you just outgrow people, you know, you have different interests. You know, that happens. Um but what I I wanted to share this with you all again because like I'm saying is something that I continue to work in therapy, and here's the reason why I'm talking about trust and relationships. Because I often get triggered um, when someone says the words like "I'm busy" or "I have a lot going on." Now, like, it doesn't like trigger me if someone says like in a conversation, like, say we're having a conversation, you like, girl, I just got so much going on it's just been so busy with school, i'm trying to take care of the baby. Like if we're having it like in conversation, like that doesn't bother me. But what does bother me is like if i'm trying to maintain a relationship with someone and i'm constantly checking on them and i can't get them and they're like, "Girl, i'm i'm just busy. I got a lot going on." as a way to kind of like blow me off. And it's something and it's something that's done over time like over and over. And they always saying like, "Oh, I just got a lot going on. That like, I can't, I can't deal with you right now. Or, I just, I'm just too busy." To me, I immediately kind of like shut down, and like again, it triggers me because something that I learned in therapy is that when I hear those words, what I hear someone say is like, "I." Um, when someone says, I have a lot going on, or I'm too busy, and I'm trying to maintain a relationship, hang out with them, or check on them via text message, whatever the case is, what I am hearing in translation is, you are not important to me. And I didn't realize that until therapy. And you know, like I said, while I understand life can get terribly busy for all of us, I do believe that we decide what is a priority to us in our lives. Now, certain things and certain people may not be able to to be a priority in a certain stage in our lives Um, but if people are important to you you will make an effort to maintain the relationship you will make an effort to check on them or to get back to them if they are important to you and for so long what I did is I wasted my energy and time and gave trust away to people who did not deserve it I was the only one that would bend over backwards to maintain a relationship by checking on them and being there for them and doing all these things things and you know I honestly have no idea why those words are triggering for me. I I just I really didn't know and it's something that I'm still trying to figure out why does those why those words take me off the edge and for those who don't know what a trigger is let me just give you the correct term for what a trigger is when it comes to psychology. Um, Trigger is defined as something that sets off a memory tape or flash back, transporting a person back to the event of his or her original trauma. Triggers are very personal and different things trigger different people. So I think part of the trigger for me is it's not all of it but I definitely believe it's part of it is the absence of my father and I used to feel like my father chose his drug addiction over me but for some reason those words I'm busy or I have a lot going on will usually cause me like not to talk to some to someone or sometimes even in relationship I remember talking to my therapist and she asked me why the why do those words trigger you what what do you hear when you hear those words and I started really sitting in therapy thinking about it and I thought wow when I hear these words it brings up feelings of rejection and disappointment and I was like wow that's what happens that's that's what happens for me and it was something that I never noticed but I just noticed that when someone would say those words your girl would be set off it would be like steam would be coming from my ears and probably out my eyeballs too but those words are still very triggering for me but I now know you know I tell people like in my circle like they know a lot of people who are close to me will know like they usually don't say it but I remember a friend asking me like well what do you want us to say then if you don't want us to say we have a lot going on I was like I don't know what I want y'all to say but we are gonna have to figure it out together Um, Like I said, again, it doesn't trigger me if it's just like if it's a conversation, but it does trigger me if I hear it over and over and I'm like the constant person that's reaching out to someone. So because, you know, I just feel like part of me feel like it's a given, like maybe it's just me. I wonder if anybody else, if you... I would be interested in you all writing in or um, letting me know something on social media, whether it's probably Instagram, that's the best way you probably can get a direct message because the platform that I'm using, um, it will allow me to get DMs. But I'm interested in knowing if this is something that anyone else has struggled with, not necessarily with the triggers, but with the trust piece. Because I just feel like it's a given. Like most people my age are like super busy we're starting families going after our dreams you know our careers like I get it I just feel like there's no need to say like I'm busy or I have a lot going on because I just feel like we all do like it's a it's I just one of those things that to me it's like an unspoken thing if that makes sense like we're all busy I just again anytime someone said those phrases those phrases to me you know what it causes me to do I'm just being honest cuz that's what I do here it really causes me to reevaluate my relationship with the person now I will be honest and say this some of it is a you know part of it is an insecurity that I have to work through and I continue to work through other in therapy but the other part of that is me deciphering if this person has earned my trust because if a person's going to keep telling you they're busy they got a lot going on then like how you gonna have a friend that you can't never see like what kind of friend is that I don't just want to see a friend at certain functions like birthdays or well I'm not Jewish so I can't say bar mitzvahs but like I I want to you know be able to see my friends a few times throughout the year um but yeah so anyway you know what is trust and that was something I really started deciphering I was really trying to figure it out and a person who often tr- talks about trust who's a wonderful researcher by the name of Bene Brown, and you guys probably have heard of her but again like I said for trust what does trust mean again I do not mean like I trust you to not tell my deepest, darkest secret. That is only one part of trust. But Charles Feltman, he put the definition so perfectly. He says, trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else. Let me say that again. Trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else heard that definition when Benet Brown actually stated this definition when she was doing her super I'm not sure if it was a super soul Sunday or something with Oprah it's so true and those words are so simple and it's like yes that's what trust is then what is distrust distrust is this what I have shared with you that is important to me is not safe with you again what I have shared with you that is important to me is not safe with you. And so that was stated by Charles Feltman. But Brene Brown often talks about the quotes made by him. So Benet Brown says that trust is like filling up a marble jar. So just say you have a jar and you're putting marbles in it. So when a person or people do something for you, it's like they drop marbles in the jar. So for instance, if someone says they're gonna come to your graduation or your wedding or your birthday celebration, and they always show up for you. If you break your leg and they show up at the hospital to check on you, that's another marble. If someone passes away in your life and they wanna check on you and see how you're doing and they come to the funeral or they stop by the house, then that's another marble. That's what trust is. It's little things that people do over time that build up and build up until the jar is full. And once the jar is full, that is what trust looks like. And that's often what B'nai Brown talks about. So, you know, you may be sick and someone comes and take care of you. That's another marble jar. And they encourage you when you're down. That's another marble in the jar. What do people do what they say they're going to do? And it's just feeling that marble draw up and your trust grows over time and when she was talking about this I was like oh my gosh yes because she was saying how her daughter had came in home one day and she was crying and was just saying I would never trust someone basically she her daughter told someone something she was like eight years old when this happened she told someone something in school and by the end of the day the whole classroom knew and the teacher says every time they're good they get marbles in the jar and then when the classroom is bad they get uh, marbles taken out of the jar and she thought about it that's what marbles uh the marble jar is a great example or a great representation of what trust looks like I immediately started thinking about it and it made me start again of course since I'm reevaluating my relationships it made me think about, well, who are those people in my life that have filled their marble jars or filled my marble jars? Well, no, theirs, technically. So who are the people in your life who have done things, even if it's just the smallest thing, time and time again, who have filled their marble jars? And I get immediately off the top of my head, think of a solid five people on my hand. These people who I know without a doubt when life happens for me, they will literally stop what they're doing to make sure I'm okay. And in return, I will do the exact same for those people. And so Benet, she gives us this awesome acronym to help us to dissect what trust is. And the acronym is BRAVING. So what is BRAVING? BRAVING B is for boundary, and she says that there is not trust without boundaries. So, boundaries, a car, I think of a invisible line that people in your life are not supposed to cross so something as simple as I ask that you don't call me after nine because I'm going to be putting my kid to sleep and someone keeps they constantly calling you after 9 p.m and you told them like I asked you not to call me after 9 p.m because I'm trying to put my kid to sleep that's something as simple it may be seen something so small like of course A one-off situation, if there's like an emergency, that's different. But I'm speaking in the instance where you ask someone not to do something and they continue to do it. That's crossing a boundary. And if you don't have boundaries in your relationships, then you can't have trust with people. And that's something that I had to think about. Who are the people in my life who respect my boundaries? That's the, I would turn the question around to you. Who are the people in your life that respects your boundaries? So braving is, that's B. R, R is reliability. She says, B'nai Brown says, I can only trust you if you do what you say you will do again and again. The again and again is filling up the marble jar. When somebody say that they will do something, they do it. Their marble jar is filled. And for me, that's part of the reason why I usually get so afraid to ask people to do something for me. Because I'm afraid, of course, of rejection. Who wants to be rejected? I get afraid, like, oh, if I ask them to do something for me, they're going to be like, oh, I can't do it, or I can't make it. And it's like the most up. I mean, I understand life happens, you know, but for me, it's something that I have to continue to work through. So, but reliability who are the people that you can rely on in your life? And I immediately, the same five people that automatically pop up in my head. um I would shout them out on the podcast, but I don't want nobody getting jealous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. who are the people that can be reliable like if they say they're going to do something and it makes me think about last year I was dating this guy and he would say things like oh I'm going to call you back never call me back or call me back when he felt like it or say we're going to hang out this day and then no nothing happens and then I'm calling him and I'm calling him you know but yet he's saying he cares about me or he wants to be with me but no he's not reliable so If you're not reliable, then I can't trust you. You see where I'm going with this? How what trust actually is and not just trust. I trust you not to tell my secrets. No. Do you respect my boundaries and are you reliable? That's what trust is. A, braving. We're going with the word braving. Let me just make sure I spell it out for y'all. B-R-A-V-I-N-G, braving. So now we're on A, accountability. I can only trust you if when you make a mistake, you're willing to own it apologize for it and make an amends do you hold them accountable do you hold each other accountable can I count on you that when you mess up you're gonna say you know what I messed up and I'm sorry or something as simple as you know I really wanted you to call me the other day because it was the anniversary of my mother's death and you knew that was something that was very important to me but you didn't call me and I'm upset about that and the person said you know what I'm sorry you know the the anniversary of your mother's death and I should have called you but I didn't time slipped away from me and I forgot I'm sorry that's what trust looks like in a relationship now the V in braving is both both is keeping things in confidence now what I share with you will not leave you so if I share something with you whether it's an insecurity whether it's something you know I'm struggling with or something someone did to me and it bothered me me, I expect that it will stay with you. And again, it goes back to what Charles Feltman said. Distrust is what I have shared with you. Let me make sure I get that right, y'all. Distrust is what I have shared with you that is important to me, is not safe with you. So, therefore, that's what the vault is: keeping things in confidence. So, if I'm going to share something with you, it will stay with you. It won't be on social media. You won't be saying things indirectly about me or in your social media post or in your IG story. That is what trust is. So the I in Braving. The I is for integrity. Benet Brown's definition is choosing courage. So the I in integrity, Benet Brown's definition of integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what's right over what's fun, or easy and practicing your values, not just professing your values. So yeah, people always say, yeah, I value my family and my friends. Okay, well show me that you value me, not tell me that you value me. And that's that's the thing, trust is shown in action. Like it truly is and I sometimes think that we forget that. The N is non-judgment. You and I can struggle and ask for help together. And that's a huge thing because non-judgment, you want to have people in your life who you know won't judge you. People won't look at you sideways, but you know people who will check you when you need to. But your friendships and being able to show trust or have trust in someone is not to judge them. No matter what space they're in, maybe you don't understand it, but you're still going to be there to support them. Ask for help someone's asking for help it takes a lot for me to ask for help and I've been getting much better at it much better but it does take a lot of work for me to ask help and when I do it's like because I'm like I really 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 need it I'm very resourceful and I'll try to figure out ways to do things on my own before asking for someone's help but again it goes back to non-judgment not judging each other in a relationship that's also what trust is And G in braving is generosity. Benet Brown says our relationship is only a trusting relationship if you can assume the most generous thing about my words, intentions, and behaviors and then check me. I just said that. Generosity. Our relationship is a trusting relationship if you can assume the most generous thing about my words, intentions, and behavior. Yes like i think this her acronym of braving it really puts trust into perspective for me and it allows me to think about it holds me myself accountable when i think about trust to making sure that i possess the things that i want other people to possess because it's not okay for me to uh, expect certain things and qualities from someone else But I don't hold myself accountable to those things as well. And that's something that's very important. And I think we can better identify and communicate like when we are hurt or when we're in in need of more trust. I think her acronym will really help us to dissect what trust is for you, what it should mean in your relationship. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all because it's something that I continue to work with. And so again, we want to go over braving really quick. So braving B for boundaries, R for reliability, A accountability, V is vault, I integrity, N is non-judgment and G is generosity. And what I will also do is I will leave actually her talk in the show notes so y'all can refer back to it and watch it. It's really, really good. It has blessed me in so many ways. And it's truly helping me during this season in my life. And I will also put Braving um, in the show notes as well. So for this week's therapist shout out, I actually want to just give you a resource where you can find a therapist at affordable price online. So if you don't want to go into an office and you maybe prefer to text someone or video chat, you can actually, there's a website called Talkspace. It's an online and mobile therapy company. You can go online. Their website is www.talkspace.com Again, it's www.talkspace.com So if you're looking for a therapist and you want to do something online that's a bit more convenient, you don't have to worry about going into a therapist's office physically. You can text your therapist right from your phone or you can talk to them um, via video chat so which is often great their real therapist is not just some random person that you're going to be talking to They're licensed clinicians so that's also great and i think their plans start at like 45 um and it's much cheaper than if you were to physically go into a therapist office so that may be an option for someone so, I'll be sure to leave that information in the show notes, and again, that's www.talkspace.com. It's my body and soul. So, y'all, for this week's Mind, Body, and Soulness segment, I want to encourage anyone who is interested in doing a social media fast with me. So, time off from social media has actually scientifically proven to boost your mood. Now, granted, I'm not getting off social media because of my mood per se. Well, you know what? I take that back. I have been extremely stressed and... I just need to pull away to focus on myself because social media sometimes can be a distraction or too much of a distraction and that cause us to focus inward on ourselves and not to mention sometimes when we're scrolling through social media it can cause you to doubt yourself because you start comparing yourself you're like oh this person just got married or, this person is having a baby, this person just got a promotion, and then you start thinking, Why am I not so far along? or I wish I was further, and it just can really have a terrible impact on your mental health. Now, for me, the reason why I am personally going on a social media detox or fast is for spiritual reasons, so I am fasting from social media because I want to use this month of August to get closer to God I want to grow in my relationship with God even more this year Um, I am believing and praying in God for praying to God and believing him to bring certain things to pass in my life and I really want to have a stronger connection and so for me it is a spiritual journey Um, my spiritual health is just as important and so I know that my spiritual health is also connected to my mental and emotional health and I have been drained, so drained, and I am experiencing a bit of burnout. My temper is much short right now, my patience is extremely short, I have been extremely tired and depleted and so I'm really using this time to fill my cup up. And we often hear all the time in the scripture, my cup runneth over. But it's what's in my cup is for me. What runs over is for everybody else. And right now, Kia Cup is empty. It is low. I don't have anything. And the only way that I can continue to be able to bring the podcast to you and do my speaking engagements and put my events together and all these other projects that I'm working on Is I have to pull away from social media during this time to refill my cup, um, to spend time with family, to do anything that I need to do to fill my cup up, to hang out with my friends. But mainly, I'll be doing a lot of time spending it with myself this month. Yes, I will be hanging out with friends and family occasionally, but right now, the month of August is the time for me to really pull away and... Just do some self-reflection and self-evaluation and again growing spiritually so I encourage anyone if you would like any tips on how to do a social media detox it's not really anything that strenuous or anything that big of a deal I guess if you will like you don't have to have like this daily routine at least for me what it's like instead of spending time on social media, I'm going to use that time to go go for a walk and not take my phone because that's pulling me away. Like I need to be in the moment. And sometimes social media takes you away from the moment. So I'm reading my Bible and my devotionals even more. I'm praying even more. I'm journaling even more. And I'm just really using this time to pull away. So I just encourage anyone. You don't have to do it for a whole month like me. Maybe you just do it for a couple days and see how you feel. I guarantee you, your mood will improve. If you are struggling with being insecure or comparing yourself to people, it will truly help you. Now, I have been there. I'm not in that place right now where I'm struggling, where I'm like insecure and comparing myself to people. And maybe we'll do an episode on that. But. I've been there but I'm not there anymore. I've done a lot of a lot of I've done so much work on myself when it came to that but right now it's just really for me with being in a transition right now and figuring out my next move and where I will be next physically after I leave my friend's house it's really me using this time to do some inward, you know reevaluation and checking in with myself because I've accomplished a lot this year it's growing spiritually and so if you have any questions or you want some suggestions or maybe what you can do or what I'm doing um, like I said it doesn't have to be the entire month of August but I will be fasting the entire month of August so if y'all happen to see your girl sneak up on social media and I like something, or y'all, check me, be like, girl, what you doing on social media? Now, like I said, I am scheduling my content, so things will still be getting out there, but I won't be scrolling. I don't even have the apps on my phone. They're deleted. So just encouraging, y'all, just something to think about if you're struggling with your mood, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, or you're struggling with sadness, and you're not happy with your life, and you're comparing yourself Just consider maybe pulling away from social media for a little bit. All right, y'all. So that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with your girl, Kia. If you are new to this podcast, I really hope that you got something out of this. That me being transparent encourages you to live in your truth just because I'm recording this podcast week after week, don't think that your girl has it all together. I am still a work in progress. I still go to therapy once a week. I still make mistakes just like the next person. I'm still figuring things out, but I am so much further in my journey because of the fact that I've taken the time to work on myself. Personal growth and just growing and making changes And your behaviors and your thought patterns is hard work oh gosh it's really hard but I'm such a better person and a stronger person because of the work that I'm doing and so I hope that me just being transparent and talking about you know my triggers and the things that I've struggled with when it comes to trust and currently struggle with that it encourages you to give therapy a try that it encourages you to reevaluate: Are you trusting? Can you be trusted? Just like you expect someone else to be trusted. So I pray that you all have a wonderful week. Please send in anything that you would like me to talk about for the month of August. Anything. I'm open to it. Like I said, the month of August, it will just be me rocking out these episodes. And I hope that's something that is shared, something that is said that it will encourage you to take control of your mental health. I love y'all. I appreciate you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting me and for sharing. And I just encourage y'all to please, if you can just do me a small favor, if you're listening to the podcast or Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please uh, write a review for your girl. Please hit the subscribe button and please be sure to rate, the podcast that really helps people know that the podcast exists and I just want the podcast to continue to grow thank you again to everyone who tunes in week after week and if you're new I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back as always y'all know I'm sending y'all positive vibes continue to be my fireflies and bring light into darkness y'all always know I say Beyonce has her beehive and Kia has her firefly Again, I love y'all, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.